Good morning. It's Monday morning, May 17th, 2021. And uh, for this week's meditation, I've got a twofer, if you will. A couple thoughts to share with you. I've got a question for you to ponder, um, but also more of a statement or a comment, something just for you to think about in your own professional and personal life. I'll give you this week's question first, um, talk about it for a couple of minutes, and then I'll leave you with a second thought, just a free thought. Certainly take it or leave it. As always, would love to know what you think. Uh, I've gotten some great feedback from or about the show from last week to my email, arun at enabledword.com. Keep the feedback coming. Rate, review the podcast. Even if you hate the show, if you give me one star, that's fine. That's feedback. It's important. Um, but if you prefer to send me an email, send me a DM on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever your preference. Please do. Love to know what you guys think. Love to know what questions you have. Uh, what didn't resonate? What didn't land very well? What did land? Right? I would, I would love to know what you guys think. So it's Monday morning. We've got another week coming up. To meditate on this week, ask yourself this question. Are you building your replacement? Are you building your replacement? So the Air Force does this uh, at various stages, certainly in its professional military education, PME stages at those different programs you go to as you progress up the ranks. Um, I've been asked this question in <clears throat> civilian development programs. I've been asked this question in various seminars, not the replacement question, but the other one, which is what's your leadership philosophy? Um, I was going through an online program in my last job where I had to write a, a two page summary of my leadership philosophy. And I remember as a college student, as an ROTC cadet, an Air Force officer trainee being asked, what's your leadership philosophy? And I remember thinking, I haven't an idea what my philosophy would be. I haven't led anything yet. Uh, now, the, the canned answer, the standard answer would be, of course, you have, you lead your peers, you lead your group, you lead your families, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, yeah, I got all that, but I have not been around any length of time to really determine what works, what doesn't, what my approach is, what, uh, what approach fits me best, not just my personality, but my own value set what is a leadership philosophy and approach that is appropriate for me um, based on who I am, right? So if you've never been asked that question, be prepared for that question, especially if you are applying to a supervisory position, a manager's position, if you're looking to take over uh, a team, you're looking to take over a set of resources, right? If you are looking to progress wherever you are, wherever you work, consider what is your leadership philosophy. Now I realize I'm, I'm asking you another question, but the reason I bring this, this philosophy thing up is because it, it took me a while, but I finally realized after 
six, seven years in the Air Force that, you know, there is not one right answer to this. The leadership philosophy question, there is not one right answer. This is probably a whole different Monday meditation now that I think about it and now that I continue to ramble out loud and I hear myself. But what I came to realize at the six to seven year mark and with the help of some well-placed mentors um, whom I was very lucky to work for, what I realized was you, there are a lot of things we can do as leaders. There are a lot of things we can say as leaders. But the mark of a great leader is not, in fact, how useful or indispensable they are. You are not a great leader if you are vital to that day going off without a hitch. You are, in fact, a great leader if you can disappear entirely if your boss can pull you out, if you, heaven forbid, have a family emergency and you disappear, if you leave the environment for the rest of the day, for the rest of the week, for the rest of the mission, whatever the length of time is that your team is doing its thing, if you can disappear and the team remains successful, the team remains capable, the team knows what it's supposed to do, the team has a sense for how to press on, they've got a sense for what the vision is, they have a sense, they have a feel, they have some exposure to the strategic thinking that went behind whatever it is that this team is doing. If you, have, if you can disappear and your team can press on, that makes you a good leader. It makes you a great leader. Great leaders are not indispensable. They are dispensable, which seems counterintuitive, right? So I've talked about this before. I showed up to my assignment in Wyoming. I was, I was handed really an extraordinary opportunity to select a cadre of instructors and build a training program from scratch. It's a, it's a once in a career opportunity for somebody in my position and for somebody with my interests. And early on with a hand selected team of five, all senior individuals in, in an operations group of 300 people or, or so, right? So in a large unit, a hand selected cadre of five, all senior individuals, all captains, right, in a um, company-grade officer-heavy unit. So for those, for the uninitiated, right, that simply means somebody who's at the four- to five-year mark of their time in the Air Force, which is very, which is senior amongst these, the 300 or so that are in this part of the unit. With a hand-selected group of five and me, I did, I won't say all of the work, but I did a whole lot of the work that not only did I not need to do, but I actually wasn't qualified to do. 
I was scheduling rides. I was communicating with other squadrons, other team members, other, other teams, I should say, peers across the operations group trying to coordinate things. Without a level of knowledge, without a level of proficiency in the computer system, without a lot of things that my team members, my teammates, that, that group of five had. But I simply said, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the first hack at the schedule. I'm going to build out all the stuff. And then, hey, I'm, I'm going to ask you to validate it for me. Whatever the hell that means, right? So his, his job was to go over my work and make sure I didn't miss anything, which, shocker, I missed something. Because scheduling was by far not the only task I had on my plate. So... <clears throat> One of those well-placed mentors who happened to be my boss at the time brought me into the office and said, you got to let go. Now, it, it had been several months of me doing this. I, I had started out that way under a different boss. That boss was rather demanding, loved detail, loved to dig into other people's chili, um, and, and really had a had an approach that I didn't agree with. And he was also pretty adept at micromanaging. So we didn't get along. And then he moved on to another assignment. The, the rotation happened and his replacement was like night and day. And his replacement, that boss who to this day remains a friend and, and mentor, at least in my, in my view, pulled me into his office and really didn't mince words. He said, you, you need to let go. Your team wants to do more. They, they need to do more to take things off your plate, but they want to do more. They want the responsibility. And, if, and I gave him, you know, I, I equivocated. I probably sounded defensive. And I said, well, I, you know, I think I just feel like I need to give them more training and need to give them more time and he said, well, they'll never have enough training. And it's never going to be the right time. But you have to still let go. You have to trust them to figure it out. Because they will. And the, and the first time you let something go, it becomes easier. And then you let go of something else. And then you let go of something else. And then you let go of something else. His, his point came back to what, what I have termed now a chicken and egg problem where some of us enter into a leadership or supervisory position thinking that the teammates, the team members have to earn our trust and then we will trust them to take on more responsibility. When in fact, it's the other way around. We must trust first and our teammates will be worthy of that trust. The other point my boss made to me, which really is key to, to this question for you this morning, this Monday morning, is you, I will not always be there. If you're in a supervisor's position now, if you're looking to to elevate into one, to get into a supervisory position. Certainly, if you've left one, you understand it. 
you're not going to be there forever. Whether you're successful or not, you either, you either move on because you, you didn't do well or you move on because you did and you're taking on another promotion, another level of responsibility. You're moving on to a different firm, a different part of the company. You're standing up a new team because you did so well managing a current team. We need you to create a new one. Regardless of the scenario, your days are numbered. That's a fact. So if you go about your day and your week and your months and your years potentially in that job, creating for yourself a kingdom, if you go about that job aiming to be the one, the indispensable one, the one that everyone goes to, the one that everyone needs, the one that everyone leans upon when shit goes haywire, when the crisis comes, if you are positioning yourself to be that one, you're not leading. It may feel that way. People may even tell you you're always reachable. We always get great advice. You may be one of the most technically competent people in your organization. That may all be true. But leaders do not make their mark and they do not lead effectively if as soon as they leave or depart the organization, everything falls apart. Who do we go to now? Who do we ask questions to now? Who was supposed to cover this task? Well, it was this guy. Arun was supposed to do this. He did this. This was his list of tasks. This is what he always did. He got called away for three days. Well, who's going to do it now? Well, we'll figure it out. And that's not to say my team wouldn't have figured it out. But the reality is when I first started in that job, I was, I was standing in their way and I was doing everything to keep them from developing into not just a replacement for me when I'm gone, but a better version of me when I'm gone. I shared this with, with a classmate in the online program I was in last year. I said, my leadership philosophy is simple to me, build your replacement. And they said, you know, well, tell us more, elaborate. What does that really mean? And I said, I, th I think a leader's job is to get to know their team get technically proficient at whatever it is the team is doing, right? There's, there are things that we take for granted that a good leader should do at the outset. But then ultimately the goal is to prepare each and every team member, at least the team members who want that responsibility, prepare each and every one of them to develop into better versions of ourselves. And my classmates said, okay, interesting. But is that really it for them to be better versions of you? Who's to say you have the monopoly on leadership? And at first I was like, no, that's not what I meant. Come on, dude. But he had a point, right? Of course he had a point. That's important feedback because, it, because to me, I've always made the assumption that to build your replacement means 
to build a better version of yourself. But when I say yourself, I don't mean you as an individual, your personality. I mean this position, this level of responsibility. As a squadron commander, you should be developing your flight commanders. As a senior executive, you should be developing the managers who report to you. As a restaurant manager, as a store manager, as a team supervisor, you should be developing people on your team, not just to execute your job, but to execute your job better than you did, better than you could. That's the assumption I had in my mind. But to someone who didn't know me, right, fairly, he concluded, well, if, if you mean yourself as you, I mean, who's to say you're all that in a bag of potato chips, right? Like, I said, no, you're right. That's a good point. I don't need them to be me. I don't want them to be me. They certainly don't want to be me, but they want my job in theory, right? They, they are, and not in a, um, not in a malicious, not in a uh, uh, competitive uh, backstabbing. It, it was never that, right? But they want to take on additional responsibility. They want to have even greater impact in the future. My job as their supervisor is one of the jobs they could have taken to increase their influence for the good and to use their powers for good. And so my role as a leader of a team was to develop them in such a way that they could do my job, they could take my position as my replacement and absolutely crush me in performance. That was my primary role was to build my replacement and to build them in such a way that they would crush me, that they would perform better than I had, that they would have more information, more lessons learned at their disposal, that they would be better prepared walking into the role than I was. That was my job as a leader then. That remains my job as a leader now. My question for you as a leader, regardless of what your duty title, job description, regardless of what the placard outside your office door says, if you're listening to this, you're at least interested in how to lead well, lead better, how to communicate better with others, how to reach and connect with others in a more effective way, how to positively impact and influence others, how to build a better future. Building better leaders to build better futures. That's what this podcast is all about. So if you're here, if you're listening, you're at the very least interested in how to do some part of that better. So my question for you this week is, are you building your replacement? And even, even if you're not working right now, let's say you're not working right now, I would challenge you to ask yourself this question still and look all across your experience day to day and find where you are leading. If you're a parent, I absolutely challenge you to ask yourself this question. I ask myself this question 
just when I watch my sons. And I think about my role as their father. Are you building your replacement and are you developing them in such a way that they will be better prepared than you and that they will have everything they need to do better than you ever could have. That's the mark of a leader. Develop them so that they can develop the next generation so that we get better. If we build better leaders now, they will build even better ones later and we will build a better future. Whatever the context, the cycle perpetuates itself if we pay attention to the right things and we focus and we cut out the noise and cut the shit and get straight to the point. Care for your people, develop them in such a way that removes your ego and, and acknowledges that your days are numbered. So what can you do for your team that will enable them to not only replace you, but to do better than you did in your job? That is the mark of a leader. Are you building your replacement? Ask yourself that question this week. Go on about your week safely. Care for your teammates. Care for your family members. It's going to be a great week. It's probably going to be a busy week for a lot of you, and that's okay. But don't forget, as always, get outside. Break a sweat. Take a breath of fresh air. Hug a loved one. Hug a friend. A family member. And make sure they know how grateful you are to have them in your life. And now go out and lead better and lead well today. Have a great Monday. Have a great week. We'll talk to you guys soon.